0: It's much more important to understand that it's not just that you win. It's how you win that matters. Hello, Voices of Santa Clara audience. We're back with another episode, and this time we're bringing you a new series This is the introduction to our kickback series in which we're going to provide an audience with a deeper look as to who we are as the hosts um, talk about some more casual conversations and to have a good time and to bring laughs Um, so typically we start off with professional introductions and have you know professional figures uh students and teachers from campus but today we're just going to be talking with each other and, and bring you guys some insightful stories about us so yeah to kick off i just want to introduce ourselves again my name is Malachi Finn. I am the production uh, coordinator and the host. I'm a marketing major, a sophomore, and a retail studies minor also. And um, and yeah.
1: Awesome. What's up, guys? Happy to be chatting with you again. I'm Darius Johnson. I'm a sophomore. I'm studying finance. I'm the operating host for the Voice of Santa Clara podcast,
0: and I'm excited to talk to you guys again.
2: Hey, guys. My name is Antonio Magianis. I am the marketing host, also a communications major with a retail studies.
0: All right. So we're going to kick off the first question. So uh, where are you guys from? Like, you know, we we obviously know each other, but for the audience, can you tell them where you're from, maybe some of your youth experiences, and how they made you who you are today?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely kick kick this one off. Um, so I'm from the Chicagoland area, that's so where I was born raised, grew up there. Um, um, elementary, middle school, high school, definitely throughout those years, I was really focused on athletics and sports because, uh, growing up, that's kind of the way that I envisioned, um, I guess, getting to the next level, which was college. Um, there's no one in my family had been previously. So I was like, yeah, I'm going go to the field, go, 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 and I got get a scholarship and then head, head to college and play sports, play football it was a sport that I, that I, that I played. Obviously things didn't turn out that way, uh, because heading into junior year, Um, I broke my femur bone on a trick play. Um, So I played the position of quarterback um, and I ran a trick play in practice where I was actually going up to catch a pass. And during that um, event, I actually broke my leg and kind of, uh, I guess, ruined or hindered my dreams of going on to play Division One football. Um, So that to me was really a great moment, even though I was sitting on the feel crying and in pain and tears screaming at the top of my lungs when it happened and everyone was watching me. So that wasn't the proudest moment, but I would say like after that and what came of it was really a great moment. I I found a lot of silver linings within that as it really helped me during those six months on crutches, it helped me kind of refocus and really put into perspective what I wanted to do with my life and my career and kind of where I was headed. And it helped me kind of take take a bird's eye view and kind of step out of the football bubble. Which I definitely call it that a lot of people who look like me get into, whether it's athletics or music or like whatever it may be. I had a chance to kind of step out that bubble and kind of see really what um, I wanted to do. And then fast forward uh, to the second half of this, I had a chance to head off to Santa Clara as I um, started doing well in academics. I uh, had a couple internships in, during high school, so I just switched gears to more of the, the technology side of things. And then at Santa Clara now. I um, had a chance to get involved in a lot of different things on campus which we'll touch on i'm sure later and of course um i am also um, majoring in finance which i mentioned earlier so i have a lot of interest in the investing and technology space but super excited to come to santa clara um, chose it for many reasons i'm excited to really come here and talk more to you guys about some things i'm involved in and in career things later
0: dope yeah that's amazing um and for me I grew up pretty much in the Bay Area. I went to school in American Canyon, which is a city uh, right next to Napa. And um, yeah, when, and throughout my you know youth and adolescence as I was coming up, the, the academic setting that I went to was very diverse. Um, actually, the majority of the students at my school were Filipino and, and there was white and then Hispanics and then blacks, um, black people were, I think the least represented, but still it was a pretty diverse place and it was cool. And I grew up around a lot of different people and allowed me to to learn new ideas and see different perspectives. And being in California, as we know, is a very liberal place, um, which comes to some good sides and bad sides. But I think what what was great about it is it was very forward thinking and it allowed me to to, to try to learn about new people and and learn new things and and change my perspective from what I got when I was growing up. So, yeah, when it comes to the academic uh, stuff, as well as sports, I used to play football. Um, I was a tight end and I became a wide receiver. And then I started to play basketball once I got into high school, but then um, I stopped playing. Uh, I, I got more, much more focused on academics, and I ended up graduating with a pretty high GPA. And I won awards for business and economics, and and a student of the month, and things of that sort. And allowed me to to really practice on my oral speech skills and and leadership abilities. Um, and once I got to Santa Clara University, I met Darius Tito. And a lot of different students uh, that really got me much more engaged with the business side. I've always wanted to go into marketing. Um, I've said this a few times before, but because I want to provide Black youth the the visual and the representation that they need to see for corporate America, and I want to show that we don't have to go into entertainment, um, acting, or sports to be successful. We can we can do really well in corporate America, STEM, um, teaching, you know, professional professional skills and things of that sort to just show like we can be diverse and and do much more things that I would say society doesn't perpetuate us to be able to do so that's really how I got to Santa Clara Silicon Valley uh it's an opportunity for me to to get into business and to show what I can do so yeah
2: definitely bro that's awesome um I guess for me it all kind of just starts where you know I was born um Los Angeles California you know but for me I guess it's kind of different because as a son as a, of a gardener, I uh, kind of always had a different types of summers, different types of vacations than, than you know, my regular peeps. Um, instead of, you know, hanging out, doing things, you know, I was usually helping my dad out in his, uh, you know, little uh, private business. Um, and that just kind of taught me my work ethic and maybe discipline for, you know, what I do. And yeah, kind of like growing up, I was actually in Westchester, which is right next to Inglewood. I went to Westchester High School. Um, that high school is actually... I'll say seventy percent black, twenty five percent Latino, and then maybe like two Asian, two white, right? Um, and I would just say that it was hard going from that type of atmosphere to you know a PWI, you know, where the culture shock was high. You know, I didn't know what to expect, um, but you know, it's definitely like in educating me as a whole person. Um, and one thing about Santa Clara i always here. It's here is just kind of like you, Darius, um, the financial aid was just, you know, on point, man. It was it was everything I needed. And, you know, coming like from those, you know, hard work ethics, you know, going to get in a full ride, you know, was the ultimate goal. And yeah, man, I'm excited for, you know, what we what we possibly could do on this campus. Yeah,
0: that's dope. And that's great that both of you guys had the opportunity to get a full ride scholarship. I think Santa Clara University does a, a pretty good job. Um, I would say overall with helping the students that need financial aid and providing them the opportunity to come to this school. And its location is great. And there's a lot of good things about it. Yeah. So like Darius, I want to, I want to reach back to that moment when you broke your right femur. Like, how did that feel to know that, you know, you, you might have to change your course of action because you wanted to play for college football and it was like your dream at that point. So how did you make that transition and what made you want to pursue venture capitalism and private equity? Because I'm gonna be honest, like for me, I said I played sports, but I was very mediocre. So <laughs> like for you <laughs> to <laughs> for you to be in that position doing very well and being damn near like the man after high school when it comes to, you know, playing football, like how did how did that work? And, and just tell me what you were going through because I know that's crazy.
1: Honestly, man, like you touched on a big piece, which is, a lot of people expect black people or minorities in general to succeed in a limited amount of capacities. And what I mean by that is the entertainment side of things. So really looked at as someone who is, is on the news for either something extremely awful, unfortunately with a lot of violence or et cetera, or things that you like, whatever you want to call it, or the other extreme, which is um, entertainment or they're rappers or exactly. ball players, et cetera. So a big thing, for me is when that happened and it shifted my entire view of what it meant to go to school, of what it meant to have a future, of what it meant to have a career, like this stuff was, it was transformational because it's really hard for maybe some folks to understand, but I know like a lot of us, all three of us felt this is it's really like bestowed upon you growing up that this is what, you're meant to do and this is what we do and this is how we're able to get to a certain level especially if you don't come from much as well which is another important thing to keep in mind so for me how I really made that transition is I was able to reflect and focus on myself and kind of had a similar I guess uh, epiphany to what you had which is I'm skilled in this I'm successful in this area and then it ended dramatically how do i pivot and create something more for myself beyond just this how can i take that time and effort i put into this and put it into something else and what could i do with that what could i possibly uh become if i gave this amount of effort into academics if i gave this amount of effort into the business world and i got introduced to that through technology and through online businesses so i started my first online business in high school i actually sold it on um it's a platform called shopify it has like this um e-commerce where you can flip and sell businesses that's when i first learned what the business what a business was how to run a business um, and then from there just kept on wanting to learn more about it and on the um, academia side of things i had a chance to the last two years really focus on getting strong grades and going to a great university um, and learning more about what college even was what going to college was and that's when i was named the most outstanding senior at my high school and then, of course heading off to the valley here Um, to Santa Clara with a scholarship so just making that transition and having that focus on okay like yes we may not have this dream anymore or or this goal but how are you going to pivot how are you going to make more of it and how are you going to turn this into an into a opportunity and really change the landscape of your entire family so that was a big thing for me Um, and finally the last piece we mentioned with private equity and venture capital. I'll definitely touch more on that later. Um, but that's the space I found out during Santa Clara, being at Santa Clara and talking to upperclassmen and seniors and turning my love for business into more of a niche focus in love of investing. So happy to definitely talk more um, about that later. But we'll love to jump in. I have a question for uh, you guys is on that same point of involved and things that you guys are interested in, were some organizations or some things that you guys have a chance to get involved um, with on campus at, at Santa Clara. And I guess why were those um, the main points of focus when you came on, on, on our campus?
2: Yeah. So I could go on something like that. So I, I know you guys know the little like values they have of like educating the body, mind and soul. Right. Um, yeah. At first I thought that was kind of like jumbo, but like kind of, going back and like what my aspirations were kind of like for that time um I was just looking to be educated come out of college a better person because I wasn't too sure on what degree I wanted right um I wasn't too sure what interests I was looking forward to but I knew I wanted to like get better eventually leave college better than I came in it right so I don't know something about that kind of like stuck with me um and I mean I'm not gonna lie the money was a big deal (laughs) <laughs>
1: money is a huge deal, man. Come on now. I see you out here throwing, throwing on the money. No, nah, but for real, for real. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: yeah, but I mean, you guys know how nice it looks. And plus, the location is probably like second to none. You know what I mean? Silicon Valley, a growing place in the world, uh, industry-wise, real estate-wise. And it's just... You know, there's so much opportunity, especially coming from L.A., where you think there'd be a lot of opportunity. I wanted to go somewhere that I felt like home, but different. You know what I mean? In ways. Yeah. I know maybe, Darius, you could probably relate to that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's dope. Yeah, for me, um, I, I got a, a cool amount, but definitely they didn't cover everything. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't. Um, but relative to the other financial offers that I got from other colleges, it was, it was better, but but more so like, it was more so about like the location, as you guys all said, and the opportunity for me to accomplish the goal that I have set for myself. Like, you know, as I s- touched on before, I wasn't that great at sports. And and once I realized that like, honestly, I don't care about like, I was never very passionate about it to a point where I was like, man, I'm gonna go out here and shoot a thousand shots a day. Like I just, I never had that. But what I did have was like, nah, I'm gonna be one of the best students in this classroom. I'm gonna represent my people. And I'm going to show them like that any stereotypes that they have believed about the average black man is not going to apply to me. And I'm going to try to make that change for my community and the people that I know and love. So when I was in high school and I was getting these grades and these accomplishments and these awards, I was like, I have to take it onto the next level and somewhere where these types of, I would say accomplishments are well warranted and desired. And I was like, the Silicon Valley is a great place for that. They need, they need more people like me to make change in tech in entertainment, uh, in executive roles. So when I got the opportunity to go to Santa Clara university, uh, I was set on it. So yeah, like the business school, as we all know, there's not a lot of black students and there are no <laughs> black <None>. teachers. So <laughs> like really being in the business school, I was like, all right, I have to make sure that I'm representing my people in these, these elite organizations, uh, that's academically striving. How can I, how can I break into those? So for me and Darius is also in a lot of them as well. So he'll touch on that, but, um, so yeah, I'm in ACE Leadership, which is a, a, an academic organization ran through the Levy School of Business. They select 25 students out of each cohort. And you have to have like a, a, a over a 3.5 GPA to apply, and it's essay questions and interviews, and it's very like you know selective process. So I'm in ACE Leadership. I'm in the Levy Scholars Program, which is quite similar. Uh, you have to have at least a 3.8 GPA to like be in there or to apply at least. It gives you selective courses that uh, other students aren't able to to be in. I'm in the Retail Management. Institute, um, which is also a selective course for retail studies. And I want to go into that because I, I really want, I like Netflix. I like Nike. Um, I like those type of retail based and retail foundational companies. So it's like, if I get into this organization with these people who have these pipelines to that company and and I strive and excel in them, then it's going to give me a better opportunity to be in the place that I want to work um, and to, to gain that experience and to learn new things from these students that I've never met before and that are excelling as well, like surrounding yourself around people who, who have that same desire to succeed as you is what you need. You need people who are going to push you and who are honestly smarter than you. So you can learn new things and be like, okay, well, this is what I want to strive towards. How can I, how can I be in that position? I think once you, once you take away your ego and and not like, you know, always worried about, am I the smartest in the room or am I the best? Like it's not about, obviously you want to be the best, but you also want to learn. You want to have people around you who can teach you things. If you're always around people who who you're smarter than, or like, you can't learn anything from, then how do you grow? So like, that's why I wanted to be in these organizations with these top students at SCU, because first off, I want to show them like, okay, I'm a black man in here, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy as well. But also just to show them that, like, you know, I want to learn from you, and, and I can teach you something as well. Like, how can we create a better community? And how can I open doors for black youth that are gonna be coming to Santa Clara University in the future? So um, I think, I'm, so yeah, I'm also obviously doing the podcast, I edit for another podcast. I get paid for that, and um, I'm all, yeah. I'm the VP of marketing for the Levy Black Business Association and MCC rep for Egway. So I'm doing a little bit. I'm I'm doing a good amount of things. Um, but but really want to get more active. Like I feel like I can always do more. And honestly, I get that spirit from Darius. Like Darius has been telling me, you know, you can always do more. You can always get active. So like having people like Darius and Tito and just all types of different students at SEU has really pushed my motivation, like do more. It's always, it's always more you can do. So for me, that's where I'm at right now. And, and that's how it aligns with marketing for sure.
2: Yeah. So I guess for me, I'm actually a communications major, uh, kind of different from you guys apart from business school. Um, and I kind of just went into that because of the, I think of the vagueness or variety of selections you could go into after that. I think it matches well with uh, the minor I'm into right now, retail studies. And I'm actually the same, uh as, it too, as you mentioned Malachi or I think yeah Retail Studies Institute um, and yeah I'm just kind of like been retail management things like that for like a large part of my life um, but I yeah a couple of things I'm been in, involved with is LBSA member uh, D- director of member relations for that and also a member of LSU and I think I just like really grown a passion for you know empowering minorities as of you know, as of late, I think that's the passion I've really grown up for, and I think it's something that you know originated from you know, come having a my dad be a small business owner, entrepreneur, you know, running his own little business, and I see how kind of, you know, how a little bit how that how that thing goes, and you know, I just kind of want to maybe link that to you know what I'm doing now and empowering other minorities. Um, so yeah, I mean, something like LBSA, um, you know, does things like that. We empower you know, like small business woman, like so that's something I've really enjoyed. And I think that kind of just goes with uh, with, what Darius mentioned before, the Bronco uh, Capital Fund, something that I'm really interested in about empowering, you know, different minorities on campus um, should be really fun. And yeah, I mean, I think business and capital management is something that we all don't strive for enough. And I think financial literacy is something that minorities miss a lot in today's day. So I think that's something we got to focus on and something I want to hopefully do down the line.
1: Yeah, definitely. So as both of you guys already mentioned, I'm on the similar wavelength of trying to really get involved in things that have an impact around the university. Um, so clubs, organizations, and activities where I feel like I can um, really make that lasting impact, as you just mentioned, Malachi. Um, so some things that I'm involved in on, on a campus is um, I run our a TEDx um, division here. So TEDx Santa Clara University, um, also involved in the uh, honors program here, um, ACE leadership program, as um, Malachi already mentioned, a lead scholars program, which uh, Tito's in that with me as well. I'm also on the board for the Black Business uh, Association, and I am on the executive board for the Real Estate Club as well and then um, I serve on the board for the Sioka Center, which is the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Center on campus, so I serve on the board for that. Also, I'm in the Baking Club, a host of the podcast, and a black student union, um, and I'm in the business for Delta Sigma Pi. So, throughout like, all those involvements, ones that I really like to focus a lot of my time in um, energy on. well, all of them, obviously, but ones that I think really strong impact um, is definitely TEDx and Eclare University. And a lot of people, or I've talked to some folks and they ask me kind of like, why do I highlight that one? I would really say it's because we have a platform such as TED, and I want to go back to my theme of our theme of making an impact and a lasting impact and how can we really make a change and give really a platform and a seat at the table for diverse students. It comes down to having a voice on campus. So having a TED platform, I mean, literally it's giving us the the a keys, especially me, to really dictate what voice is heard on campus who's getting a platform who's sharing their ideas right who's gonna um go ahead and have and have a chance to be on the global ted website right it's it's gives me the opportunity to really have amazing and help pick amazing speakers and gives them an amazing platform to share diverse Um, ideas. At the same time, giving a lot of access to students around campus and the Santa Clara community as a whole to come and attend these events and get inspired and hear new amazing things and new thoughts and spark new plans of action. So I think the TED platform as a whole is fantastic. And to have TEDx Santa Clara University as really the premier educational club on campus, I think is really strong and important to me, just really trying to control that narrative of voice. And then also the Black Business uh, Board as well is huge for me. Uh, I think being on that and as Malachi mentioned, uh, being, you know, black male will be kind of help um, lead a club that can really make another impact on this campus and have a voice and really kind of lift I guess the professionalism of black students and moderate students as well, as we do partner a lot with LBSA, which is the the Latino business student club on campus. So just really lifting voices in the business space and providing professionalism, company tours, overviews like that is super important to me. And the last two I'll highlight is ACE program. I think Malachi did a great job on like touching on that, but I mean, he's mentioned it like, like really just trying to show representation um, of us is super important to me. So I think that's a big thing. And also ACE is a great program. Um, and then finally, um, the last one is obviously um, this podcast has been fantastic. A chance to be on here and really talk and, and again, control the voice and that narrative and really help get diverse ideas and thoughts out there to the Santa Clara community. is Very, very important um, to me. And then I know we're going to segue into uh, career opportunities, but a lot of the business programs I'm involved in are sh- like, sh- like really structured around the career focus and investing in technology and and things like that. So with that being said, though, I would love to just turn over to you guys and talk more about career interests and kind of plans you guys see briefly on like, what are you passionate about and maybe how your academics clubs and activities and outside interests come together to create your career interests in the past that you guys are very interested in, in going down.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and we've definitely like us three in particular have been really engaged in that. Like, as we know, um, and for the audience, Darius, Tito and I have been getting much more uh, engaged with the stock market and teaching each other different things about how to, to to manage our stocks and what companies to invest in and things of that sort. Because like, if you if you aren't aware, at least in my household, I'm the only person that's in the stock market and I'm 19 years old. So it's like nobody taught me about the stock market. Nobody taught me what companies to invest in, how to know if a company is a good company to invest in. Like how to know which companies are going to be prosperous in the next few years. Like, nobody taught me that. So it's like, now I have to learn about this and meet other individuals who are also inclined to learn more and to develop this financial literacy that Tito is talking about. So when I met Darius and when I met Tito and they're talking about real estate and we're talking about stocks, it's like, man, you know, these are people that are my age that are getting involved in this right now. And I have to do that as well. So I think that's the beauty of meeting these people in these organizations, because you you're, you're breaking into to fields and industries that you've never even thought about. So like, I think that's what I really love about this and, and about the college experience and also just about building a bond with people like Tito and Darius. Like, it's just been great. So But yeah, so for me, as I said before, like my dream career uh, is marketing management, marketing director, to be in an executive position for a business in general. Um, but marketing seems like it would be, uh, I have the ability to, to dominate well uh, just based on my skill set and just like my character traits. Um, so so that's definitely like why I want to go into it. And also, as I stated before, just providing black youth that opportunity to get into the business corporations and to to pretty much spearhead a business because marketing, the marketing department um, is involved with pretty much all the the departments and they have to have a role in developing the right product, finding the target market, understanding our mission statement. Uh, how do we how do we develop a, a product line? And a, and a pipeline to the consumers that will allow them to to appreciate our product and continue to be consumers for the long haul. Like Those types of things are really detrimental to a business's success. So that's why I want to be in marketing, because if I'm going to be in this important role and I do it well, then they'll see that there are black people that can do these roles very well and we should hire more of them, and I can be the person that helps hire more of us. Um, so that's why I'm in it.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'd definitely say kind of like you, Malachi, I just feel um, that I've always been like a spudge and like, you know, kind of like what you mentioned earlier about, you know, wherever you kind of put me, you know, I've always been in the perspective that, you know, you have to learn from these individuals to grow individually, right? Um, And that's just kind of the mindset I have for, you know, the next couple years of my life of wherever, you know, I, I do end up, you know, I do see myself, you know, ultimately you know growing as a person and learning these whatever objectives I do whatever goals I do have um, but yeah ultimately empowering you know um, the minorities and having someone of color like you said in those high tier positions um, you know running things you know really having power and I think that's just you know how we're gonna empower you know the minorities that we you know identify as and ultimately you know I just that, that's that that will be my, my goal. To, you know help out the the little guy i guess in the sense
1: right so along with my two future vps of marketing here um i have a little different scope in terms of um career um so i'm really interested in the intersection of investing in technology more specifically looking at late stage um, investing so basically what that means i know malachi touched on the buzzwords of like private equity venture capital um essentially where i see myself fitting in that as a career goal would be on the later stage space so it's it looks like um it it looks like acquiring high growth companies um through a fund where you raise money from other investors and you're able to manage that money and then acquire other businesses through that. Um, That's the private equity side of things. So I'm really um, interested in getting involved in that. And the push behind that was coming to Santa Clara. I had no idea what the word finance meant or banking or whatever, um, this this field of investing. my idea of a banker was someone who was in, you know, Chase Bank, the, the bank teller who helps you, you know, get like a $20 deposit from a check or something like that. I didn't really know what the other side of banking really looked like until I came here. I mentioned I was involved in Delta um, Sigma Pi and I learned about what investment banking was through that, um, which is a um, field in um, uh, finance where you're able to help companies through transactions such as like um, mergers and acquisitions or looking at, Helping them go public on the um, stock market or help them raise debt. So I really um, got interested in that. Did a few things in that space. Had a, a um, internship there last year, and then we'll be doing investment banking next summer, and then. That, really the goal for me there, is to help set me up to break into what I mentioned earlier, which is the um, private equity late-stage space and eventually go ahead and create um, my own funding and, and, and manage money on behalf of limited partner investors. And finally, uh, the real driving factor, I would say, or the purpose or the reason why is because I think that having a strategic focus in this space is really important because who controls the capital really controls the narrative when it comes to... How we look at society and economic development of underrepresented minorities and races, and I really want to be someone who can allocate capital to really solve real problems. So funding companies that are taking on issues that not only impact the world, but impact a certain demographic that I may care about that are under. Represented in the space, um, whether it's building a network of companies and people, or acquiring companies that are, you know, having the same goals, or like looking to solve um, problems with social impact or uh, equity when it comes to opportunities and in like um, inner cities and building up uh, education. So I think that's really big, important to me. And I look at capital as a resource to connect people to purpose. And I really believe that in doing that um, and being in this role of a capital allocator. Uh, I think that can really help me um, solve those problems and kind of get, those I- get to those issues. So that's a big reason why I'm very interested in this investing space and helping to acquire and, and grow amazing companies solving big big problems for sure.
2: Yeah, I think you guys said a really a lot of good things about your values and kind of the organizations and where that kind of led you into your career paths. So get a little more specific about, you know, what we're doing now, what kind of goals or takeaways do you guys want to get from voices of santa clara podcast you know so kind of you know going around where we first started what do you think is going to be the legacy of you know voices of santa clara your senior year you know when we you know hopefully pass it on to you know the next generation
0: that's a great question tito um so yeah so far what i've gotten out the podcast well first off i've learned how to edit like my whole life Looking at these videos and listening to podcasts or series, I always thought it was so dope how people can add different effects and, and things of that sort. And while we you know we haven't done that to our, our podcast because it's quite professional, just understanding how that whole production aspect is ran and what it takes to create content, I think I've loved that aspect of this podcast so much and having that ability to make what I would like to hear. I think that's just been the dopest part. So using uh, this platform to, to tap into Adobe Creative Cloud and, and as Tito has learned how to create graphics for us, like that's big, you know, things that he can take on into his career search and internship search. And then me working on this podcast and learning how to edit and creating interview questions and finding people who would be great guests for the podcast and to align with our brand. So it goes with that marketing aspect. What kind of content do we want to create and how does that um, attribute or contribute to the brand that we have illustrated thus far? So like those type of aspects have been great. And in terms of the legacy that I would say we want to leave behind with this podcast, I would just want a place or a platform where students who have made an impact in Santa Clara and who are making a name for this area and showing that this university is blossoming or creating great scholars that are going to move on into to to do great things in this world, highlighting those people is going to be great and, and very important. Like I think I want that to be known. We are the people who highlighted these people and gave them a platform so that other either recruiters or other students who are in high school say, oh, this podcast is awesome. And these are the type of people that are at this college. I want to go here. That type. And then and then for like black youth or minority youth saying, oh, there are Mexican and, and black students that are hosting a podcast, speaking about and speaking with investors or speaking with students who created their own companies. You know, you never see that type of stuff. So just having that that representation and allowing them to to hear about young men who are w- aspiring to do things, big things, and impacting their communities. I think that's the legacy we can leave behind. us. not about the views. It's not about all of that. It's really so about the message that we're providing. And we would love to get a lot of people to listen in. And I think we've done a good job so far. But just expanding, always elevating, that's the biggest thing. So that's the legacy I would like to leave behind with this podcast. You know, you
1: made a lot of great points in there, but I also want to let the folks know that guys being modest. I mean, this guy, talk about editing skills and building up strong podcasts. Um, I mean, he's done a great job in terms of the entire production of things that we listen to. Um, so big shout out to him for that. And of course, as I mentioned with Tito, with the marketing, um, in terms of really getting the word out there and pushing that production and really making sure that, um, really that the podcasts that we have are able to reach a large demographic and amount of people. So, Big kudos to both them um, for, for doing that. And really, that's a credit to us also growing um, the listeners dr- dramatically in our you know short three, four months of having a chance to um, operate the podcast. So definitely you know, important for that. And then the point that you touched on was the voices of Santa Clara. That word voices is super important as it, it can mean a lot, very loaded word. But the opportunity to have a platform a kind of mentioned earlier, but a platform where you are able to share with the community voices of people who are doing amazing things around campus and in the community. I mean, highlighting people who are really changing the landscape of the world from our home of Santa Clara is really impactful and important. And where else would you get that, right? And then at the same time, you have three students running the podcast too, you know, whether it's meeting with the CFO of LinkedIn, or having conversations with um, Father O'Brien, who's always generous to do a lot of episodes with us, which he'll hopefully do more, as we have a lot more things to ask him, and definitely with a lot of other people, and students as well, building companies, like, there's just so much that this podcast allows us to to do, and I think it's important that we recognize and highlight that, and Malka kind of mentioned the legacy, and I'll touch on the, the future, and kind of what we envision for it, so uh, a big thing is, Again, it's similar to what we've continued to do now, but it's continue to grow and amplify the podcast. And like what it means by that is how can we create and continue to develop a platform that is the go-to platform when it comes to how do I get more information about what it's like to be in the Santa Clara community? How like Where do I go to get information on what's happening around Santa Clara? Where do I go to get information and learn about clubs, learn about innovators, learn about new companies, learn about alumni? Where do I go to get that information? And that's what the Voices of Santa Clara is going to be the place to go where you can get the information to know everything you need to know about our great community. And that's what, you know, Gavin, the founder, started to build that foundation for us. And now it's up to us to really go on and grow that to a point where when we do pass it off to someone else, We really now, they have a foundation of, okay, this podcast is an extremely well-renowned podcast that has listeners, um, you know, every grade level, every student who goes to this podcast and relies on this podcast for information they can't get anywhere else. And I think with that goal in mind, that mission in mind, we're able to do a lot of amazing things and branch out to more media outlets and really focus on growing our voice and, and amplifying that voice and really doing that for the guests that we bring on. And yeah, I'm just really excited for the future of the podcast. I'm excited for all you guys who are listening to continue to see how we evolve and grow and tackle new problems and really see how we can change and um, amplify the voices of Santa Clara in the community.
2: Yeah. Um, you guys both hit really good points. Um, first and foremost, yeah. Um, I think we, all all three of us, you know, do a really good job upholding this podcast. Um, Malachi from you know production to Darius and operations, and myself in marketing, we all do you know our own part and you know bring you know passion and I guess also inspiration to the podcast that you know I think is felt you know from our listeners um but in terms of our legacy um i, I really just want to have a community by hopefully my senior year a community of you know maybe of a safe place um you know a pl- i want students to know that this is a platform where you know they can't not only get answers solutions but you know gain ideas you know be you know i i ask us just to come with an open-mindedness um you know because you might have your value your own values you know switched or you know gained upon so that is something I want to leave um, as a legacy, um, and I think, as you said, Darius, uh, making an impact on our own community is you know probably the, the the reason why we're all here. From the experiences we've had with different individuals, such as Father O'Brien, such as the CFO of LinkedIn, you know we've gained so much about people's perspectives of Santa Clara, whether that be internal or you know looking from you know an outside eye. So I think we put that all together, and you know. As student, as a student-led, you know, we talk about the issues that, you know, primarily aren't being talked at Santa Clara in within those organizations or within the administration. You know, we want to make it clear that we are not restricted or limited by any bound. And because of that, I think we're going to become, you know, a, a, like I said, a community that the student and faculty can go to for real-life, real-world uh, solutions and conversations. So that being said, I think... We all contribute to that, and, you know, I think we all see that as a f- future path for this Voices of Santa Clara, and we all kind of put our little input into the community we want from this podcast, um, so kind of just being a little bit more personal, what do you guys, whether it be uh, professional or personal, um, what do you guys value in life?
0: That's a great question. And I think about that so often because surrounding myself around people who have goals and who have principles that they stand by and aren't easily abnegated from what they want to pursue, that's big for me. So like the principles that I live by, what I value in life is, first of all, always being a positive energy towards the people around you, never bringing negativity or a pessimistic ideals or like a mindset, like just helping others and, and putting them on a platform, but also being critically honest. I think that you can lead someone astray just by hyping them up and not giving them the tools that they need to succeed. So also being honest. So like just having integrity, those are big values for me. One thing that comprises a lot of the elements you both have spoken about would be the word elevate. Like for me my senior year of high school, that was my word of the year, elevate. Like how can I continue to to progress and grow upon what I've done in the past and to make it better? Like, I think, Tito, you that's a great thing you said. Like, how can I be better today than I was yesterday? And I think you can do that both mentally, spiritually, academically, professionally, socially. Like, how can you be a better person? How can you be a better professional, a better student? And like, that's really big for me, just continuing to elevate and to take advantage of the opportunities that are in my way. Because it's oftentimes like, you know what, I don't feel like doing this. But, but you know, like, that's been uh, oftentimes, I'm not going to lie, you don't feel like doing something. But it's like, if I do this now this will make my life better later like take this opportunity to elevate take this opportunity to take advantage of doors that people you met and you and you knew on your way up and you know, like growing up that can never have this opportunity so how can i i would say like do my ancestors right or just do do the blessings i've been giving right like do it do it the right way and just take advantage of it and try try to strive for excellence like that's really big for me just striving for excellence and, and not making excuses and also i would say creating like deadlines are just, I guess, checkoffs for, for whatever you want to succeed in. So like, you know, a lot of times people make these goals, but they don't have a route to get to them. Like you want to be this, but you don't know how to get there. Well, for me, you know, I want to be something and I'm going to make sure that I I write down, how can I make this a possibility? How can I make this dream manifest into reality? So like taking the time to really outline how you're going to get there and making it a feasible plan. So that's very important for me. And lastly, one of the most significant things is reaping what you sow. So that's like being the person that that you want to you want to see from other people. So like giving to people, being somebody who's selfless and, and, and providing a platform for your friends and people under you to elevate and to, and to do better. Like I don't ever want to be the best in the room. I want to see I mean, I want to be the best, but I'm saying like in the sense that I also want to see people around me grow as well. I don't want to be the only one that's getting money, the only person that's uh, achieving my goals, and everybody around me is is doing nothing. Like I want to see everybody succeed, and I want to be a person that can play a role in their lives to do so. So like being that person, reaping what you sow, and just and just being like a good person essentially. I, I don't know how you can define it. You can define it however you want, but to me that means treating people as you would like to be treated, being respectful, being positive, uh, and just and just helping those that you can help. Like you don't have to do everything, but do what you can. So those are big, big values in my life.
2: Yeah. um, So for me, this is kind of easy. When I think of my personal values, core values, uh, two words stand out to me. I'll go ahead and say the first one: Um, dependability. I think dependability is something that we, I personally strive for. I think we, it's even seen within our podcast. We all hold each other accountable, I should say, uh, at some certain degree, and I think it's important in the team atmosphere and in your professional industry that you hold your not only others accountable but yourself accountable you know whether that you know means finishing a task or finishing whether that be long-term or short-term or you know whether that be improving yourself you know you got to hold yourself accountable to you know really have growth and really have progress as an individual and with others um the second core value i have is open-mindedness and this is something I see with both you, Darius and Malachi. I know, Darius, you said the, from football to, you know, professional. Um, and Malachi, you know, proving um, that, you know, you could make it in the corporate America. You know, I myself, you know, had a shift of focus in, you know, academics. This is something I think even until now that I, I hold really high in my values just because, you know, you never know where you might end up. Um, and I feel that there's always a plan for you in, installed. And that if you keep an open mind and, you know, are open to different opportunities, different paths, you, you know, will end up, you know, eventually where you want to be. And uh, I think that's also another core value into growing as a person.
1: You guys both made really strong, strong points about what you guys both value. and I think it's important, everything that you guys highlighted. And I mean, let's be it real right now, man. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I think to go through life and you got to have some values and things that you know, that you care about because, um, life is tough and it only get tougher. Um, especially just being, you know, minorities in the space and having the goals that we have and trying to pursue what we're going to pursue. I mean, stuff is tough, man. Like this is no joke. to from being real trying out, but some, I would say some core values that I have and that's helped me and like what I really look to when I'm trying to navigate life. One big, big one. And this is a Unique value, which can be taken um, two different ways. But to me, it's being very confident. And what I mean by confidence is it, it means a lot of different things. But I think one thing that's really important. And folks always ask me this question: is like, oh, like, do you have any advice on how to, you know, get through this or go or through this career? Or, like any advice on how to, you know, make the first call or like go talk to that person or go up to them and ask them for something or ask that question, whatever it is that you want to do, that takes initiative and takes a step and takes you having conviction, I think if you have confidence within yourself and your uh, abilities to do well, I think it's very important. And I would say as someone who used to you know, grow up and be in places and be at tables where um, I didn't think I belonged there, I was like, how am I here? Or like, why am I in this space? What really helped me get through and helped me shine, really, um, being frank, is just having confidence in myself and knowing what I can do and knowing my uh, abilities, and then having confidence in other people around me. goes also Malachi's point, but understanding that, there's people around you that are very talented and they can do great things. And if you're a leader of an organization, it's important for you to be confident in other people. Um, and the final way I'll spend this confidence too is whenever in anything that you do, I mean, it's super important to be confident. If you're in a job interview, if you're on a networking call, if you're talking to someone else, if you were asking a question in class, be very confident. Half the time, no one knows what they're doing. I mean, you don't know what you're doing half the time. So I mean, but you just being confident in yourself and confident in what you're talking about um, I think it, it just really it shows very well because a lot of people like confidence in, in, in other people they like someone who's very strong in, in what they believe in and that's something that I value a lot is, is just being confident in yourself and the, the next thing I'd say is loyalty I think it's very important um, that to me is um, essential I guess it's really just how I grew up in in trust and giving trust to to, to people is a big thing and I think having people where when things get tough, you can re- rely on people to have your back or when things get rocky or maybe when, you know, to kind of give it a, a Santa Clara example, maybe when you're not doing so well in a certain class or maybe you didn't get that job that you really wanted to, people have your back, friends, family, et cetera, have your back. And they, you know, and it's kind of goes on the point of dreams and not turning down someone's dreams, but they, they believe in you. And to me, having those people around me is extremely important and having loyalty is very, very essential to me. And the, the final point I'll say is another thing that I value dearly, too, is I value where I come from. So one thing I always like to remember at on is I'm nowhere where I am today. And I believe I extremely a long way to go in any uh, strength of the um, uh, imagination. But I wouldn't be where I am today without people behind me. And that's ancestors, that's family, that's building blocks, that's everyone that's helped me. You know, someone who took my phone call, someone who, you know, I saw who gave me two minutes of their time, someone who put in a recommendation for me, right? Someone who gave me a piece of advice that I unconsciously use every day. It's just little things that when you meet with people, you realize that little things really add up. And to me, it's recognizing that and understanding that there's a lot of people behind what, you know, Darius Johns is doing today. There's a lot of people who've helped him get to where he is today. And if I don't remember those people and if I don't give my 100% effort every single time when I go into interviews, right, when I'm in my classroom, when I'm, uh, you know, out here making deals or building companies, like, I need to understand that I am doing this for the folks behind me. Like, there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, And just having that as a reason and understanding that people have put a lot into you and you need to make sure that you give a lot out um, get your return on investment, if you will. I think it's important. Um, and I always keep that in the back of my mind and that really drives me. And I think helps separate sometimes when I'm in certain situations with other people is having that in the back of my head. So those things are definitely things that I value a lot and I think is important and what drives me and pushes me, um, to the things that I do um, every day.
0: That's great. That's excellent. So yeah, that pretty much concludes this episode of our podcast voice of Santa Clara listeners. This has been our kickback pilot. Um, but before we end, we want to kind of flip the script and ask each other this question that we often ask our guests. And for today, the question is going to be, what is your ideal Saturday? And this could be pre-COVID, now ideally pre-COVID. You know, what, what did you like to do before the world was in the shambles?
1: Definitely. It's funny because it's something that we ask all of our um, folks that come on. And then when it's, the tables have turned to us, it's like, dang. It's actually hard to think of some like on the spot. So props to everyone who's come on the podcast, who's answered this question on the spot. Um, what I would say is my ideal Saturday. So I would say waking up, um, you know, 9, 10 a.m. Um, and just having time to not be stressed about what's happening f- for the day. So having a open day, open calendar, um, not any set meetings or things that are taking up. Um, the uh, day and it's me is just like checking the news a week and seeing what's happening and um, maybe um, watching some videos and then getting up um, and I'm someone who likes hanging out with friends being around people um, that I like to spend time with so definitely that would be a strong part of my day spending time with, with other people um, having time to read um, a book not too long I'm not a super someone who like I enjoy reading but I can't sit down and read for two three hours so just reading something for a good period of time and um, and then also just spending time um thinking and and and, and reflecting i think is important because one thing i think i don't get enough of is just time to be alone so um i'll spend time with friends but definitely have some time set aside to just be alone and think and process and write things down and just have time myself and then finally um i love movies so um and the night with a, a good movie or some type of event um whether it's a sporting event or like some type of event that's like um entertainment for the night i think would be a, a good way to to end it for me so that'll be my ideal Saturday just some time with people that I like like being around some time myself and then having some like um entertainment capstone to end the night
2: yeah yeah that's that that sounds great um I I definitely want to be there that Saturday but um personally I think this was a hard question to ask I mean answer um I think Darius mentioned it it's I don't know how all our how, how we ask it so many times yet when we ask it's it's difficult. So uh, after some thinking, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna wake up around probably 11, 12, not ten, not nine or ten like Darius. Yeah, I'm waking up eleven or twelve, um, and I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the beach. Uh, I'm I'm spending the day there. I'm watching the sun go up, um, and I'm it's I'm primarily gonna be with my family. Um, spending the day at the beach pretty much and uh, there's this thing called bonfires that we do sometimes in this in Westchester uh, I'm I'm end the day wake up wake up with the sun and and uh, with a bonfire you um, need some marshmallows and s'mores with my family
0: that's dope yeah I pretty much have the same sentiments as Darius as well uh, waking up in the morning, I'm not gonna name a specific time. That's weird, but uh, I think you know anytime I wake up, at, as long as I get my eight hours of sleep, I'm fine. It's not weird. It's being timely, <laughs> it's being timely. That is odd. I want to wake up at eleven <laughs> thirty-seven. Like, come on, I wake boy. up at because it's a, it's an ideal Saturday. Come on, now you have to give us the ideal time, bro. Waking up anyway, you know that's a blessing, right? We can all agree on that. So, and then um after that. Honestly, like I, I like to not be on a laptop or a phone when I just when I wake up because I feel like that's how you get headaches and stuff. So I like to read when I'm all getting, right. <laughs> I've been getting no really like just being on computer screens and all that. Like that's at least for me, I be getting headaches. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to read. I recently just bought this book called From Hegr- Hebrews to Negroes and also just finished Dr. Daniel Morgan's book actually today, um, Laughing to Keep from Dying. So, so after I like to read, I uh, usually like to listen to other content like on YouTube so I, I listen I watch all deaf digital um they're like a, a black content creator group I love them um and then I also listen to the Joe Budden podcast that's hilarious they talk about hip-hop and essentially just the community not the culture the black culture right and, and other things that are occurring but things that really matter to me so I love that and I love hip-hop and R&B so I'm always listening to music you ask anyone they'll know that I listen to a lot of music Do you? Uh, and I might yeah, I listen to a lot of music. Oh, so. I, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> and I was saying I, I, I know you pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. But yeah, so I love to listen to hip hop and R&B. And yeah, I mean, you know, just eat something and go to sleep probably around like eleven, twelve. I like to play the game too, but it depends. So you tell us we
1: can't give times to wake up, but you give the exact time that you're going to bed. Eleven, twelve. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, man. It's it the is the same thing. thing. I'm going to cut this out.
0: So, yeah, (laughs) don't cut this out. Keep this in. (laughs) Leave this in. Leave this part in, man. So that has been our kickback episode. Thank you to the voices of Santa Clara listeners for supporting us so far with the episodes that we've put out. And we really appreciate the engagement that we've been getting. And we hope that you like this new series we're promoting and the other series that we will be coming out with soon. So thank you for being patient with us. And we love that we have this time. We just finished finals. We get to rest and hopefully you can kick back and enjoy this episode so thank you for coming in and uh we'll see you next time See ya next time thanks so
1: much
2: thank you guys see you next time